Hello, you are about to listen to another episode of Beyond Clean, a podcast where we talk about everything that is healthy, positive, and proactive. I am your host, Dave Thompson. Yes, we are in Season 4. We broadcast out of Orlando, Florida. This is where the cleaning industry talks about everything that is healthy, positive, and proactive. We would love to have you on the show, so reach out to me, D. Thompson at academyofcleaning.com or at 888-999-6059. Be sure to listen to our live streaming that we will be doing this year on Podbean. Now, for today's show, let's get started. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Dave Thompson. I am the host of Beyond Clean with Ace. We are a service of the Academy of Cleaning Excellence, and we broadcast out of Orlando, Florida. We're powered by Gym Supply here in Orlando, Florida, where they have been improving lives through cleaning supplies since 1930. Yes, folks, that means they're going into their 90th year of helping folks with cleaning up the world. Now, we are in season four. This is episode six. If you were with me earlier today, we recorded a, a podcast live here on Podbean Live with a gentleman out of, well, Canada. But this afternoon, it's a little different story. We've got a new person on the line with us today. Well, I'm not going to tell you all about him quite yet. But if you looked at our show notes, you can tell that we're going to be talking today about infection prevention. Now, if you follow us at the Academy at all, you will notice that we put out a, a blog post, if you will, an email blast. And we talked about infection prevention earlier this week with a, well, a, a local hospital here in the Orlando, Florida area that five of their uh, technicians went to the Academy's online campus and they got, um, well, their certification through the online and we broadcast that and we publicized that got a lot of traffic from that but you know what we didn't know when we put that out and when that happened that we would be talking with dave reeman from victory sprayers dave i want to check before going any further are you on the line with me i sure am dave i'm excited to be here thanks for uh thanks for hosting this it's gonna be a good good conversation well let's let's hope it yeah you know what the thing is is when i was talking um with steve earlier this morning he had trouble getting in, and we were talking about people and technology. This is new for us. Oh, I tell you what, this is a, just a sign of the changing times, right? I mean, to be able to have these live podcasts now where folks can engage more just brings more value to the, to the discussion um, and, and just brings more education to the industry as well. And you did mention that we're on live. Yes, folks, we are live on Podbean Live this afternoon. I noticed there's a gentleman here says uh, he's in Iran. It's 11 p.m. Okay, so it's afternoon in Florida. It's or it, it's afternoon in Florida. It's evening in Iran. You know, I was listening to a podcast just a minute ago, and they were giving out every time zone of what it was. I'm not going to do that today. <laughs> yeah, that is the, that is the thing, though, Dave. You know, we have to go outside of our box and learn something new, but. We're going to talk this afternoon about infection prevention. Now, it's not new. 
It's really not, you know, and I'll tell you, it was in part of the description we're going to talk about. A lot of it comes back into a mindset. It's not new, but it is important to keep in, in, in light of what's happening with new technology that's out there and just being making sure that you're doing things correctly. Um, and, and we'll get into more of that as we get into this conversation. But it's not new, but it's yet super important because it's really it's not being done correctly right now in a lot of places, which is leading to a lot of the problems that we see out there today. Good afternoon, Mike Clark. I see you're there. Um, we welcome you. If whenever you join, if you can maybe tell us where you're at whenever you come on and want to put a chat up there, it kind of helps us as we're talking. And uh, Dave, if you see somebody pop up there and you want to give a shout out to them, uh, please do so. Understood. Okay, so uh, we're going to get into a number of different things, but our sponsor today is Victory Sprayers. And uh, Dave will talk about it at the end, but the main thing that you want to need to know about Victory Sprayers before we get started, hello, Susan from, uh, 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 well, let's see, uh, Osceola, okay. Um, Victory is changing the world of chemical application. Now, this is through the application of biocides, disinfectants for cruise ships, airplanes, hospitals, daycare, veteran clinics. You get the idea, just about anywhere. Hello, Brian from Atlanta application of chemicals that are right you know to neutralize a wide range of chemical agents like biological agents toxic industrial chemicals you know hazmat teams first responders first responders you know they also apply insecticides and they also apply odor control chemicals so what we're talking about here victory sprayers applies a product on a surface. When we're talking infection prevention, we're talking applying a product. We're not going to get into what product is today. So Dave, I've given my little bit of intro. They've heard enough from me. Let's hear from you. Yeah, I'd say one of the things I think we'd love to do as we as we dive into our time today, Dave, is is really break this podcast up into a couple of different sections. And you know, we would love to talk about why this is even important to engage in this conversation of infection prevention. And then after we kind of unpack that a little bit, really dive into what is what is the root cause of some of the problems that we see out there today? And then ultimately, you know, shift gears and wrap it up with what are some solutions and resources available to help folks out there today, which to your point, it's not new, but, um, but there's definitely some, some resources that we want to make sure that, that folks are aware of. Let's and, give a shout out to Brian there from Atlanta that just joined us. Yeah, great. I mean, I, I love that folks are tuning into this. And I know people are also anxious to get the recording of this afterwards. I couldn't possibly make it onto the live and, um, Let's unpack why this is important, you know, and I, I often tell people, Dave, when, you know, they, they ask, you know, hey, why do you even do this? I mean, why don't you just talk about your electrostatic sprayer? And it's like, well, it's important that folks know things that keep us up at night at Victory and things that get us up early in the morning to get going to work. And, and, and Dave, you sent out an email earlier from Academy of Cleaning Excellence this week that says this flu season so far, there have been 6,600 deaths so far with this flu season. And what's crazy about this, when you look at the CDC numbers, they actually give a range, right? And the range of illnesses for this flu season is on the low end of 13 million and on the high end of 18 million. And, and the medical visits is anywhere between 6 million and 8.5 million. And then the, the hospitalizations of people that are, are so sick that they require admissions into the hospitals is 120,000 to 210,000. And then the deaths 
while you had the one you, you did the 6,600, it could be as high as 17,000, right? That are associated, tied in directly to influenza. And so that need is, is just real important that, that why it's important is because this is happening right now. This is so far trending to be one of the worst flu seasons in the past 10 years, according to the CDC. And listen, we, we, we talk about influenza, but there's other things to unpack a little bit for why this is important as well. There's a research study out there that talks about hospital-associated infections. And here's a scary stat, that one in 20 people that check into a hospital today, right? It's Thursday, it's January 23rd, one in 20 people that check into a hospital today will acquire a hospital-associated infection. Right? Okay, so, so now wait a minute, Dave. Kind of slow down there just a moment. You said that today... Out of 20 people that go to the doctor, into the hospital for a flu, are going to catch something else? That's right. I mean, just let that sink in a little bit, right? I know I'm glad you slowed me down. I get so excited about this. but that Yeah, well, that, that's okay. I get, I get that way too, Dave. <laughs> but I, mean, I just wanted all of our audience to hear the fact that you go to the doctor for one thing and you come out with another. So that's, yeah, Rick, you're right. I agree with you. I can't believe this. And that's only one in 20. So you're talking about hundreds of people that go to the doctor everywhere. Yes, Kevin, that we're talking about the right thing here. This is, and, and this is supposed to be what we just call the common everyday flu. Well, I'm thinking about this, you know, just mentioning hospitals too, is this is a place where you would think would be the cleanest, most sanitized, most disinfected place, you know, because they know that there's so much viruses and bacteria and germs in there, but, and there's reasons for, for why that is. And, um, you know, and again, we'll, we'll, we'll unpack that here in a little bit as well. But there's there's crazier stats that go outside of that go outside of just hospitals. You know, we were we were meeting with a national fitness gym. So they, they're it's a national company and we were talking to them just about infection prevention and they gave us their research. So they did the research on their own. They're giving us this information and wow. they found out things like free weights in a gym. Right, uh -huh. free weights in a gym have three hundred and sixty-two times more bacteria than a toilet seat. Wait a minute. Right? Now, now, is that because that we're we are cleaning the toilet seat? We're not cleaning the free weights. That's exactly right. And so, when you ask them about that, and we'll get into the mindset here in a minute, but when you ask them about that, their question was, "Well, well, how would we? I mean, you expect us to wipe down every single dumbbell and barbell and exercise bike and treadmill and." Um, so a lot of times they put that onus onto the actual person that's using it. And so it was interesting though, but here's a mindset thing that I think would shocks a lot of people when we engage, when we tell them about this conversation we had, because when we talk to them about possible solutions, their mindset was this, they're like, you know, while these numbers are shocking, we're not as interested in doing anything about it because listen, if they don't come in, it's less wear and tear on our machines. And if they don't come in, we charge them a monthly fee anyway, which we're collecting. So and if they do get sick here in the gym, they'll really never be able to prove that they got that sick here, right? So a scary, scary mindset from some of these public places. So while you take a breath there, I'm going to say thank you to the 12 people that are on with us live. If you have a question for either one of the Daves, hey, Dave, did you realize this? it's the Dave and Dave show? <laughs> we, can, we can trademark that. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, just uh, type in a chat. Or you can call in. And that's the beautiful thing about being here on Podbean Live. That's the reason we're doing this. It's not a webinar. You can't see anything. This is just us talking. So come on, give a call to us and give us a talk. Go ahead, Dave. 
Yeah, so hey, you know, let's, let's go outside of gyms and let's go into schools, which is really what I want to focus a lot of this time on today, too, is, is schools. And the reason for that is, is 60 million days are lost, Dave, every year because of influenza and norovirus, right? So this is money, and this is public schools, and this is research done by ISSA. So this is, this is big money that it's costing these communities and, and headaches to parents when their kids have to be out sick. And so, uh, and teachers, I mean, it's costing billions of dollars for substitute teachers and obviously lost federal funding if students are out. So it's a big deal inside of schools and right, wrong, or indifferent while we talk hospitals, and that tends to make the news. But um, when, when flu outbreak happens, the lead story on the local news channel or the national news channel always surrounds schools. So schools get the bad PR for kids being sick, but they could have gotten sick at, at Walmart or at a restaurant or McDonald's or the jumpy place that they were at. But schools take the brunt of the blame when kids get sick. Now, you know something, Dave? I did a study of my own uh, when I was back in Missouri a number of years ago. And one of the things I found out was that one-third of a community – that means your local community, one third of the community goes in and out of a public education facility every single day. Wow. So whenever you think about this, even though we may pick it up from someplace else, it goes with the kids, it goes to school, it goes around the school, it comes back and one third of the community. So, you know, wherever it is, it's coming through there and going. That's why we talk about the schools so much is because it's where everybody goes. I mean, what other business in your community can actually say that one-third of the community comes to them? Well, that's a good point. And, you know, here's, here's some of the scary stuff. You know, ISSA came out with a research that they said 43% of schools do not have an infection prevention or an outbreak protocol in place. And we just like, you know, that's, that's, that's a pretty alarming number. And so last year we did this campaign called Keep Kids Healthy. And we asked the question to the schools as we were engaging with them and talked to uh, about 650 schools. And we asked them that very question, do you have an infection prevention protocol? And here's the alarming part, is it matched the ISSA's numbers? It was over 40% of schools said, no, we do not have a protocol. But what was crazy is the 60% that said they do, their answers were more like this. I'm pretty sure we do. I, I think we do. We must have one. Surely we have one. Don't know what it is, but I'm sure we do. And so that's just, and I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal your one-third of the community coming in because I wasn't aware of that. But that becomes alarming when a school, that many schools, you know, out of the 153,000 public schools, that becomes concerning really quick. They know that 40% of them do not have an infection prevention protocol. Rick, I want to agree with you. 43%, he says, what the heck? That is literally awful. But that is the truth. And this is why we're on this Podbean Live broadcast today with you, is so that you can get these real numbers of what really is happening. So if this is happening in the school and they give you the answers like, we, we, we should have one, we, we ought to have one, I think we do, you know, that goes back to whenever I was doing some surveys and I said, where's the safety data sheet? They know they should have it, but could they put their hands on it? And that's the whole issue. We know we should do this. It's like washing our hands. We know, but yet we get into a habit. And unless we actually bring these numbers forward, just like Rick said here, you know, nobody knows. 
Well, and, you know, again, not, not to, you know, we're, we're building the case of why this is important. So I know a lot of this is gloom and doom to begin with, and we'll get into some solutions here in a minute. But but, you know, but we, it, 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 it may be gloom and doom, Dave, but it is reality. And this is where we have to make sure that you understand what the reality is before you go into it further. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's, what's interesting, and I'll just stay on schools for a second. You know, we also then asked schools a follow-up question those 650 schools, we just said, hey, where, where do you consider your biggest trouble spots? And, and they said things like, you know, the, the classroom and, you know, 65% of them said it's the classroom. And, and then there from there, the numbers went to the low teens of locker rooms and, and bathrooms. But what was really concerning is one of the things that was missing on there was buses. And buses for schools really is the biggest problem of, I call them rolling incubators of bacteria, mm -hmm. viruses, and germs. But there's a lot of schools out there, and we found this indicator of schools that, that transport over 40% of their students via bus tend to have higher breakouts. And a lot of that's because they don't disinfect, sanitize, clean, right? We go down to the, the lowest denominator, those buses multiple times a day during the flu season. Because it really does need to be sanitized and disinfected in the morning after you drop those kids off. And then again in the afternoon after you drop those kids off back home. Like, because it's just, it's just, these kids are coming in sick and they're coming to school anyway. And it's just, it's a problem. Well, Dave, as you mentioned the buses, I, I was actually uh, had the opportunity to make a presentation and I'm not going to tell you where because I don't want to hit anybody hard like you're not. But, you know, I wanted to I, I came to him and I said, I need to make a presentation about your biohazard transport. And they looked at me like, what are you talking about? I said, your bus. I said, it's a biohazard biohazard transport. Now, you know, we say that the toilet is a biohazard waste transfer station. Well, what is that bus? And as to your point, what you're talking about here is that, you know, this is, this is not being taken care of in that bus. My question to the transportation department was, where is your responsibility of keeping the student safe? Just getting them to school or making sure that they get to school safely? Well, I'll go back to a mindset thing then again, Dave. We met with a large bus barn, as we call them. They were having 900 buses that they were operating Whoa. through a major metropolitan city. And so, again, when we're meeting with them, we ask them the questions, a common question we ask, you know, what is your infection prevention protocol? What, what is it? And they said, we get paid to keep these buses running on the roads. We don't get paid to disinfect and sanitize these buses, so we're not concerned about it. Right. So, where, so where does safety, where, where is keeping the students safe? Is it just transporting or making sure that they're, they're not ill going back and forth? Oh, great. That's where the mindset aspect comes in of, you know, making, making a difference. Um, and so this is why this is important. I mean, there's these scary numbers that are out there that are real. And, and sometimes we, we talk in these big numbers and these big percentages. But listen, I'm sure that anybody that's either on this call or that's listening on this call knows somebody or has been personally affected by whether it be influenza or the stomach bug or flu like norovirus. And listen, that, that's some real stuff that can knock you knock you out. And, and then I see somebody commented on this coronavirus that's out there right now. Like there's... There's always going to be these concerns out there that are coming, which means it's important to talk about because these numbers would indicate that the, re the way that we're doing things today is not effective and is not working. So something has to change 
which is really something we love about the Academy of Cleaning Excellence. And what you do, Dave, is you're the catalyst for change. These type of podcasts are catalysts for change, and we want to engage in those type of conversations. Okay, so Oswald25 says, he says, to be honest, I'm confused. You know what? I think that, that is what we're talking about here. So are we confused? We're confused about the fact that since we already know this and this, and what we're saying today is nothing new. We've been talking about this for, for years. It's not that it's new as we started the podcast this afternoon and said it's not new. It's we're not changing anything that we're doing. And that's the reason Victory's on this broadcast today and sponsoring our podcast here. We are on Podbean Live what are we going to do now? Let's say we know this. Where do we go? Yeah, so I think part of the next stage I think we need to do is then, you know, that we, now we know why this is important. I think from there we got to shift gears now and go into, so what, what is the problem, right? What is, what is the problem? And, and this is, you know, this is some of the stuff that's been eye-opening. And listen, what I'm about to share with you, and Dave, you and I both talk to a lot of custodians throughout the United States. And you, you might be worldwide, right? I stick to the United States. You're probably worldwide that you talk to. And as I'm sharing this next piece of information and engaging conversations with them, whether they've been in the industry five years, 10 years, 30 years, some of the stuff that I'm about to share, which is not new, is very eye-opening to them. And so the first part of the problem that we want to talk about is, hey, let's just say they ask the question, what is the difference between norovirus and influenza? And, and you know, we, we know what the problem is, but influenza, listen, this, is, this stuff can knock you out for weeks, right? And it's very different than norovirus. And knowing those differences is, is part of the problem. Most people don't know the difference and, and, and the symptoms that can come from it. But, you know, norovirus or influenza, let's just take influenza for a while, if this virus gets on a hard surface, it can last up to 48 hours. And if it's on a soft surface, it can last to 12 hours. So I, I meet schools all the time that they're like, oh, David, we, we do disinfecting once a week. And they're so proud of that Sunday deep disinfecting or the Wednesday disinfecting. <laughs> but you look at what influenza can do, it stays on these hard surfaces. It's going to run its course within a few days and affect so many more people. You need to have a daily protocol of cleaning, sanitizing, and disinfecting in order to fight the good fight. So, so you know what I'm thinking about here is, is because at the academy, we're all about the frontline technician. You know, it's about people. And what we're talking about is the viruses and, and bacteria goes right along with it. But when you say a virus can be on a surface for 12 hours and something soft, I look at the fact that people are picking up hand towels, tissue paper, with their bare hands during this time of the year and not thinking anything about it. And what I'm seeing, because I know these things, is I'm going, it's not just a yuck factor. This is the way that these bugs transfer from place to place. And Oh, that's, that's exactly right. And hey, listen, I'll unpack something on the norovirus, right, which is very different than influenza. You know, norovirus is, is that stomach bug and, you know, this knocks you out for a few days and you got some diarrhea and it's just, you don't feel good. A lot of people associate with food poisoning, but it's, it's very different. But the CDC has this interesting stat. And if anybody that's listening, whether live or recorded, if you just take a pen and you look at the tip of the pen, the CDC will tell you that if that tip of the pen has uh, norovirus on it, that it can get up to a thousand people sick, 
right? So now part of the bigger problem, Dave, comes where I think people are trying to fight the good fight, but when they realize that, oh my goodness, I've got to get to that small of an area, you know, of sanitizing and disinfecting, because if norovirus, by the way, we, we talked about how influenza can be on a hard surface for 48 hours, no, Norovirus can stay on hard surfaces for many weeks. Right. And, and so this is why it's so difficult to control and to get rid of. And this is why people find it out after. And it, it's not something that people say this all the time. Well, it looks clean. But the two things you're talking about, Dave, you can't see either one of them. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's, exactly, that's exactly right. Right. So. I think part of the, you know, as we identify the problem, and this will ultimately lead to the solution is, for the callers that are listening into this, know the difference between cleaning and sanitizing and disinfecting. In fact, it's one of CDC's um, and, and ISSA's, it's one of their actual steps in the protocol, is educating yourself on what the difference is and the value that cleaning brings and the value that sanitizing brings and then ultimately the value that disinfecting brings. So that really, and they have great resources out there. We'll dive into that more, but that that's part of when you know that problem that's that's a big deal but let, let me unpack another another potential problem out there right and it Dave, has can to I, do oh go ahead. Can, 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 can we take just a, a moment to break we've been going now uh for about uh, oh a half an hour time can go really fast in a subject like this i just want to let everybody know that you are listening to well the dave and dave show hey i gotta say that <laughs> on Podbean Live, we're streaming live. It is new, it is different. Now, while you're listening to us, please leave us a comment, share this broadcast. And you know, there's even on Podbean, there's a place where you can gift us. And the way that works is you just, you know, you gift us, you say you like us, and that drives up points. It's all about engagement, folks. This is the reason that we're doing a live stream instead of a, well, just an old standard webcast like we all don't pay attention to. So our webcast today, I'm sorry, our streaming live Podbean <laughs> uh, is, is actually powered by Jim Supply here at the Academy of Cleaning Excellence. Today it is sponsored by Victory Sprayers. We'll get into that a little bit more in a little bit. I wanted to give Dave a little bit of a break because I got a feeling that Dave's going to come out and really start talking about something that you're interested in. So Dave, Take it away. Yeah, you know, kind of continuing to build a little bit on the problem is, you know, what, and it ultimately led to why Victory Innovations came out a few years ago. The, the discovering of the problem of, you know, knowing, knowing what you're fighting against in your particular area, right? So when you're in an environment, whether it be a school, let's just stick to schools, you got to know, hey, am I fighting things like the flu virus or maybe a herpes outbreak, or MRSA, or a staph infection, or, or, or measles, or norovirus, or, or heck, maybe even all the way up into to C. diff, right, which are all different types of, you know, viruses or bacteria or germs. You, you need to know what you're fighting because you have to go get the appropriate chemical solutions that can kill those those, those, those viruses, bacteria, and germs out there. And, and listen, there's the thing out there, and I, and I do get passionate about this, funny, because we're, we're in the application business, we don't have a dog in the fight in the chemical business, but there are things out there when you look at like log reductions and you'll go to a store and you'll see something that's like 99.9, .9, you know, and kills germs, 99.9. .9. And I help educate folks on there that, hey, that's, that's what they call a log three reduction. So even at its best with a disinfectant, 
and it works, it's still leaving on average a thousand colonies, you know, alive in that particular area, right? So there's, so it's it's killed a lot, but there's still, it still hasn't done everything. So you really want to challenge yourself with getting that point. 999 that three nines that that five logger if you can find a six log reduction that would be even better but i think some of the things where people get in problems with is schools the number one back to school item i have twin daughters that are in high school and i have a eight-year-old little second grader and at both environments of an elementary and a high school the number one item is is wipes 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 and we'll dive more into that here in a minute but most of the wipes that you can find at your stores are the lower 99.9 level disinfectant, which is a low grade disinfectant, which is another thing CDC says, not only know the difference between cleaning, sanitizing, disinfecting, but there's a low grade, um, a higher grade than a hospital grade. But knowing that difference between those so that you can fight the good fight for what's in your, what's in your facilities. Okay, so, Dave, so before you yeah, go on that. with that, you know that I have something that we needed to talk about. Absolutely. Okay. Now, one of the things that you mentioned, Dave, is, is, is cleaning. And so when you take those wipes, even if it's a low-level disinfectant, the first wipe is cleaning. That's removing the major part. You really don't achieve that sanitization or disinfection until you go to the next level because there's, well, many steps in doing this. So whenever we talk about just taking a wipe and wiping it, that's removal, that's pre-cleaning before disinfectant can work. So if you're talking about those low, high, and hospital-grade disinfectants, the way you apply those is after we've pre-cleaned. Well, again, I'm, that's, I would say that alone, if, if someone had to take something away from this, from this you know, live podcast to, to bring back to their environment is the very thing you just talked about there, right? I mean, removing soil and cleaning first before you sanitize or disinfect is critical and imagine this, this is why schools like, get frustrated when you read the news articles that come out is they're like, we don't understand it. We have all of our students bringing in these wipes. We wipe down the rooms every day and we're still having people get sick in these rooms. Why? Because they're cleaning, you, you said it best, they're cleaning, they're not taking that next step needed. Um, you know, to get to, so again, and, and they're cleaning with a, with a small log three reduction. So they're, they're, they're not even doing it right, right? And so that's part of that education part that I know you're very passionate about, and we are, we are as well. Um, and then the other thing with wipes, so I'm, I'll build upon this from the way to apply chemical solution. The other thing with wipes are when you read the back of, as you should with any chemical, when you read the back and it educates you on how to properly use it, a wipe will tell you that you it's only good for a small area, like a two foot by two foot area. And so you need to use as many wipes as needed in order to leave the surface area wet enough and for a wipe like a Clorox wipe, it's, it's four minutes, right? Okay, so what you're saying, Dave, you said a two foot by two foot area. That's the standard size of a student, a single student desk. Uh, that's, you're absolutely right. That is a standard size of the top of that student desk. So right, now not, the, not, to, not, not the back, not the, right. not the seat, not anything else. And so, you know, whenever these students are going in with these wipes, I've seen it myself. They're going in with one wipe and doing 32 desks. Oh my goodness, that is that is so true. And and this again, they're working, they're they're spending the time, but they're not just doing it effectively in the way it needs to be. So, you know, that's where part of it, we're hoping this education comes across here of 
um, to help schools with. If you, there is a place for wipes. Just use them correctly and you'll have greater success. Wipes are a great pre-cleaning method. Agreed. Absolutely. So like, the, like you were talking about the gym with the barbells and all of that stuff, using the wipes is a great cleaning method, but it's not a disinfection method. I totally agree. And then you move to the next level, where, which, which a lot of people use what we would call a spray and wipes, right? So now they take a, a <laughs> disinfectant and they, they spray it on a surface area and then they, they wipe it away really quick. And again, I can't tell you how many times I've been with these, these custodians that are, are hardworking individuals that take pride mm -hmm. in what they do. And when we look at the back of whatever disinfectant they're using and it'll have a dwell time or how long to leave it wet, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, depending on what they're using, and they're immediately wiping it away, they're going back to the very thing you just said. They're cleaning that surface area, but they are not sanitizing and disinfecting it. Right, and, and the thing is, is what even is appalling sometimes is you have your frontline worker that's a well-meaning, uh, very diligent person, and they're, they went, they've actually took me in and they showed me, and they say, hey, this is what we're doing, and you can see I'm, I'm wiping every desk, and I said, that's a great cleaning method. When are you going to disinfect? <laughs> and they look at me and go, well, I used a disinfectant. I said, you used a disinfectant to clean, but now you need to disinfect. What are you going to do? Oh, we don't have time to do anything more. Well, and that, again, builds upon the problem, right, of a lot of custodians out there are, you know, they're overburdened, understaffed. They got to fight the good fight, and we'll get into a good solution here in a minute. But it, it really is, you know, how they – so we want to help them do the job you know, quicker and more effective. And, and ultimately, I'll give a plug too for the benefit of a, a Jansan distributor in, in a given market, right? Like, like a gym supply where you're at, like you need those professionals. This isn't something that, you know, you could just go to a, go to a, a big box store or to your local Walmart store and, 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 and think that it's, it's so easy to do. Even I can do it. There's professionals that this is their livelihood. They're very good at what they do. And these Jansan distributors, they're, they, they're the infection prevention experts that want to help you uh, be as, as successful as you possibly can. I mean, there's, there's value in working with those folks um, and reaching out to them so that they can help you with those protocols. I know we've got about 20 people on the line with us. You know, the thing about it is I can see some names. Everybody uses nicknames, so I can't tell exactly who you are, where you are. I know I saw some from California, and, and I don't know if our guy from Iran is still with us. But whenever we're talking uh, Jansan, as you did, Dave, you know, Jim um, Supply is a part of the Triple S membership. You know, there's a, a, about 160 of them throughout the United States. I'm sure that you can find some uh, local Jansan Triple S house that would be able to help you talk about what we're doing. Um, you know, the thing about it is, is you don't know what you don't know, but then when you do know, let's talk about doing something after that. And so what we're doing today is we're letting you know what you should be looking for and why this is an issue here on Podbean Live. Yeah, you know, and I guess that brings us probably to the next place to move to is what would some of those solutions be, right? We talked about the importance of the topic of infection prevention and all the outbreaks that are happening and the problem of the way, the, the way people are applying chemical solution today is, is a big part of that problem. Um, but there are a lot of solutions out there. And really, the solution, um, and I know you talk a lot about this in your training at the Academy of Clinic Excellence, we borrow some of your material because it's so rich and valuable, but 
listen, once you identify the problem, you got to make sure you know how it's impacting the people in your environment. And then you got to set these protocols that involve, you know, which product are you going to use? What's the best practice on how to use it? And then what is the procedure on when to use it? But to have an infection prevention protocol really starts with things like um, vaccinating and hand hygiene and how you clean and then sanitize and, and disinfect. I mean, it is a full program out there. It's not just one given thing, right? I mean, the, 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 the I'll talk schools. The school's got to teach the kids how to properly wash their hands. And then they got to have really good soap to do that. Um, the teachers need to have hand sanitizers in the classroom and they got to have wipes in the classroom. And, and, and when, it, when a student gets sick and goes to the nurse, right, we got to figure out a way to, to reset that classroom or reset that school area. And we got to go beyond the classrooms to the school buses and cafeterias. And, um, you know, there's so there's ways that when you're talking about a total solution, and again, this is why you need somebody to help you do that, right? This is why you need a, a janitorial sanitation company, a Jansan company that can partner with you that's not just selling you product but is really helping you put together a good protocol. And this is why people got to, you know, I'm plugging you, and this is not solicited, right? I promise you, but the problem, or the, they really got to go to like an academy of cleaning excellence to watch those protocols and how they're done so that you can educate yourself and bring that back to your facility and train others. You know, it's interesting how people come to classes here at the academy for floor care and carpet care. And, and I, I keep thinking about there, you're very right there, application, application. Yes, absolutely. We're gonna talk about that in a minute. Here's my point. They don't come to the restroom class and they don't come to the infection prevention classes, but they come by droves to floor care and carpet care. And every time they do, I think about how much time that we in the industry are spending on floors and how we're not talking about this, but yet this is what's killing people. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, I, and I think some of the, the challenges, again, Dave, I think people don't know where to go to get help or information from. And, and listen, there's so many resources out there. We don't want this to be an overwhelming um, you know, overwhelming to folks out there. But listen, ISSA has a great has great resources of protocols. The CDC does as well. Um, you know, there's there's a great healthy schools campaign, Green Clean, OSHA. Um, you know, and then obviously the Academy of Clean Excellence. I mean, there's there's resources out there like you don't need to reinvent the wheel. You started the whole podcast with, hey, this isn't new information, and it's true. There there are standards that are out there. There and listen, everybody will have to adapt and 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 adjust. Every facility is different. Every staff is different. But there's really good baseline things to to get started on, and there's great resources out there to help. Um, you know, but put, but put some plan in place um, in order to have that that people can say, here's what we're doing to prevent it, and then should we have an outbreak, here's that next protocol on when there's an outbreak. And listen, there was a school I just saw it in, in Northern California closed down, spent twenty three thousand dollars to have a company come in and listen, I watched the videos, I'm not, I'm not judging it, but I watched the video and Dave, you described it earlier, they claimed the facility. They did not disinfect that facility, right? But the school spent a lot of money, at least what I saw, maybe they did something that I didn't see in the videos, <laughs> but they did a good job of cleaning and it probably smelled really good when everybody came back in. Um, but from what I saw, they did a great job of doing good cleaning not the disinfecting and the sanitizing that was really needed to kill whatever outbreak was in that particular school. Dave, you know, I think the thing you said here was you said updated current and 
I think that's the reason that we do not put out taped material that's 10 years old. Don't use a program that you're looking at that isn't up to date and current. This is why we do our classes either live and in person right here at our classroom, or we do virtual live education throughout the United States because we wanna keep it current. Things are changing, things need to be updated. So when you're getting the education, look for it that way. You know, one of the things that you talked about was the trigger sprayer. We contend that the trigger sprayer shouldn't be used. We like squirt tops because we don't want to be inhaling. And I think this is the other thing about disinfectants. Doesn't matter who makes it. We don't want to be inhaling the disinfectant. We need the disinfectant on the surface in the way that it needs to go. And I think it goes back to one of our listeners here said application, application, application. It's not the disinfectant by and large, it's a process. And I think that's what you were talking about. We talk about it always, I process the area. I don't clean it and disinfect it. I process it. Yeah, listen, you practically tossed me a softball there, right, to get into, you know, the benefits of, a, of an electrostatic sprayer. And listen, I'll be the first one to say, right, this is recorded. So, listen, the technology of electrostatic, you know, spraying is, is we really see that being the wave of where the industry is going to be going um, moving forward. And, and listen, our competitors out there, so I, I say this all the time, whether you're using our electrostatic sprayer or using our competitors, it really is a great way to apply chemical solution effectively. Um, and and let, me, let me just dive into that a little bit. Of, of well, yeah, because there, there's probably some people here going, what the heck is he talking about? Electrostatic sprayer. I've got a fogger. Right? Well, hey, listen, electrostatic technology, I'll give you a big picture of it. Electrostatic technology has been around for a long time, used mainly in the automobile industry for spray painting cars, right? And the reason for that is, is it gives great coverage of that paint application. So what an electrostatic does, a charge does, or technology does, is it puts a charge onto the solution as it's being sprayed out. We'll get to the benefits of ours here in a minute. But as it's being sprayed out, so these charges, they either put a positive charge or a negative charge onto the solution. And why that's important is if you look around any given room that you're in right now, right, if people just look around their environment that they're in, the most about, let's call it 70% of the room that you're in, maybe 70 plus percent, either has a negative or a neutral charge to it. So your chairs and your desk and whatever might be in there, there's, and there's things that, that alter how that could be, the flooring that's in there, the shoes that you're wearing, all that crazy stuff. But yeah, we connect, average, it, we connect it to the ground so it becomes negative. Right, so on average, 70 plus percent of the room has a negative or neutral charge to it. So when you put something like a positive charge on a solution, they're going to be like magnets. So as they're coming out, and you talked about not wanting to spray things in the air, we concur with that. So an electrostatic charge will get them out of the air fast. So they're, they're, they're literally magnetically drawn, electrostatic technology drawn to surfaces of negative and neutral. So they adhere to them fast and you get you even get the benefits of a, of a wrapping effect. So think of handles on doorknobs or, or bars or, or free weights. Or, so you get this benefit that they want to get out of the air, they want to adhere to a surface, and they want to get out of it fast, and they're wrapping around. Now, Okay, so, so now whenever you're mentioning all those surfaces, Dave, um, and one of our listeners said the advantages of a, a backpack versus another, not just price. That's absolutely correct. It's not just price. It's the advantages, how one works better than the other. What I want to say here is not all of the surfaces in the room 
conduct this negative and positive charge. So uh, let's tell the listeners before we move any further, what, what is going to do the best as far as these surfaces you're talking about? Yeah, so the other side of that magnetic, let me, let me wrap up, maybe this will kind of answer the question. The other side of that is, you know, while they're magnets and they're drawn to surface area, the other benefit is, is they're also like magnets where these charged particles don't want to be by each other. So when one lands on a surface, this next one, if you use a spray bottle that has no charge, they just pool up, puddle up on surfaces. Mm -hmm. But with an electrostatic, when one, when one lands, the next one says, yo, I don't want to land on top of you, I want to land right next to you. So you get this really great chemical coverage, and here's the benefit of that. You're able to actually apply the chemical solution significantly faster, about 70% faster than you would with a spray bottle, and you use about 65% less chemical because we believe in, in less chemical usage. You don't need as much on a surface area to leave it wet for that 5, 10, or 15 minutes. So to be able to use 65% less chemical and get the job done 70% faster is really attractive for this, this technology. And the thing is, is that it's, it's healthier. This is what the academy is all about, is protecting that frontline worker. This is a health, healthier application device than a trigger sprayer. It covers it, as you said, from a budgetary standpoint, much better. Um, is there a downsize? So, you know, hey, the, I think the, the downside, and listen, I don't even know if it's necessarily a, a downside, right? When, you know, again, we talk about we're the, we're the applicator. The downside is you want to make sure that you understand what chemical solution you're putting in. So for a victory sprayer, you can use anything that's water-based and mm -hmm. approved to be airborne, whether it be through a pump sprayer or through a, a conventional, you know, um, a regular sprayer, either pump-up sprayer or a hand sprayer. But listen, you've got to be smart and knowing the chemical you're using, you got to check. You talked about the SDS sheet. Make sure that you're wearing the proper PPE that's recommended by that chemical that you're spraying. So the uh, only downside is you got to, and listen, this would be whether you're using our sprayer or any other sprayer, so, right? You yeah. have to educate yourself on the chemical that you're using um, in order to keep that, you call it the frontline worker safe. We completely agree with that. So, yeah, we've all seen these videos. I was watching one the other day. We do the YouTube thing, and I saw this person applying a disinfectant with a, a unit, and they're in booties. They're in a white suit. They've got goggles on. They've got, a, they've got a, 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 an N95 mask on, and I'm thinking, what is the product that they're spraying through that? <laughs> can, that be, can that be something... And, you know, I don't want to get too far ahead of you, but when I see a video like that, I'm thinking, how safe is this for the frontline worker? Well, listen, we've seen pictures of that, too. You know, as a matter of fact, our product is used a lot in biohazard scenarios, right, where somebody goes into a situation. And, heck, even look at the coronavirus that's out there right now. I've seen pictures of, you know, we just had the first fatality here in the U.S. out of Seattle, Washington, because of the coronavirus. And as they're you know, moving this patient, you know, everybody's in those full mm -hmm. suits and what have mm -hmm. you. So, hey, when you're in a biohazard environment and you got to spray down, uh, whether it be a room or surface area or even an individual, you want to make sure that you have the best applicator out there that's going to cover all those surfaces. And if you rewind to, let's go back to more practical, if you rewind to the comment I made about norovirus and the tip of the pen being able to get a thousand people sick, when you look at a given room, the daunting task of covering every surface area is, is high. And so you want the best way to apply to get 
over all the surface areas, which is the value that an electrostatic sprayer brings versus the traditional way things have been done in the past. So now, you know, I've had some people that have talked about this. As you said, electrostatic is nothing new. But, you know, I have people that say, so all I have to do is go in and use the device and spray the disinfectant on and leave. No. We've said before many times, I want to say it again, you have to pre-clean. Now, we recognize the fact that you can't pre-clean every single nook and cranny. Why are we going to, or, or, you know, what is the disinfectant going to do for us coming through an electrostatic sprayer when I can't get into all of those little bitty places? Yeah, listen, you, you and I had this conversation even before this, this call. At the end of the day, the most important thing, to, with regardless of what chemical solution you're using, is it goes back to understanding how it works. And so if you're right. trying to kill norovirus and influenza and the back of the, the bottle says, leave the surface area wet for five minutes or 10 minutes or 15 minutes, that's what you need to do to get the maximum benefit and the maximum efficacy to fight the good fight. Now, listen, you, you talk about biofilm and buildup and, hey, we, we agree, right? I mean, if you need to go back and wipe it afterwards and, you know, in order to get that up, that's fine. Just make sure you're leaving it wet long enough. And that's what we think the victory sprayer gives. You know, we have a, we have a three nozzles. We're the only one. Someone asked the difference between us and Clorox. We have three and one nozzles on our sprayer, uh, a 40 and an 80 and a 110 micron. And those are the size of droplets. Those directly correlate to the dwell times needed for your chemical. So if you need five minutes, you set it on the 40. You need 10 minutes, you set it on the 80. You need 15 minutes, you set it on the 110. Listen, we're trying to make it real simple for that frontline worker to make the right decisions on how to best apply that chemical solution. And so you want to look for products or new technology out there that's, that's going to aid you in the very work that you're doing. And we really feel like that's what electrostatic technology is bringing to this industry. So, you know, we had a comment here and it says for most touch surfaces on the cleaning side, then disinfect the rest of the area. You know, I think the thing here is to understand every single disinfectant label says to pre-clean. And then you have different dwell times for the different uh, uh, pathogen that you're after. When you're talking viruses that can stay on that surface for 48 to 12 hours, and norovirus where you're saying what you're talking about dave we cannot just spray and wipe we have to put it on there and and, and i want to go back to one thing you said you got three different nozzles so which one of those would be like a trigger sprayer because this is what you said earlier it puddles so it doesn't have a complete coverage because it puddled can you draw for our, our audience today a correlation between the size of the particles coming out of the sprayer versus a trigger sprayer. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'll go, I'll go right from the beginning where you got a mister, a fogger, okay. and then you you have a spray, right? And and a mister is something that's you know that five microns and below. A fog is about twenty microns and below. You know, probably forty microns and below. Forty and above, and I'm talking above is 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 considered a sprayer. Right, so ours is an electrostatic sprayer. You can get water bottles because they have a variety of different sizes, but I would say on average, they're probably putting out micron sizes of 200, you know, 150, 200. I mean, they're, people put it on really thick, right? And, and again, that wouldn't be so bad as if they wouldn't just wipe it away really quick. I mean, leave it wet, but they put it on just really too thick. You don't need that much 
to get the kill claims needed. And so part of our education is when we go out and train, I can't tell you how many times I'll, I'll spray with our sprayer and somebody will look at the surface and say, that doesn't look wet. And they'll touch it and they'll see that it's wet. And mm -hmm. it's like, you don't need much. You don't. Well, and, because you're you're because you're using nano, and we've heard this in our in the cleaning industry, nano this and nano that, and so what you're talking about, the electrostatic sprayer puts out a nano, but don't forget, folks, as we're talking about this, it's not just the size; it's also the charge that makes this work. Absolutely, and so someone else going back to probably the other major competitive advantage that Victory has. This is our this is our secret sauce, Dave. This is our patented technology. <laughs> you know, we put a double charge on ours. We're the only ones to do that. So when you pull the trigger on a Victory backpack or a Victory handheld, and you know all of ours are cordless, and when you pull the trigger on them, we put a charge on everything that's inside the tank, and then we we hit it with a second charge as it's coming out. And and the reason that's so valuable is you want to make sure you have at a hundred percent charge as it's being spread out so you get the, the maximum benefits and they stay charged where whereas our competitors that are out there you know when they're only spraying it out the the tip like like everybody else does the flow rate is so fast they're barely hitting it with the charge and if if not we've some of our studies have shown about you know 80 percent of it has the charge but another 20 percent just becomes a very expensive spray bottle and and you know, it doesn't hold its charge very long because it's only the outer little layer of the particle that's that's charged. We are charging really from the inside out. So ours is going to stay charged until it gets to the surface area. And, and that's that's really a major benefit of ours. So it takes you less passes, if you will, back and forth, S-pattern spray passage. It takes less passage in order to get all that coverage needed to cover surface areas. Okay, we've been talking for about 45 minutes on infection prevention. Uh, Dave Riemann with Victory. We're on Podbean Live. We're streaming live. We've had a number of people on the line. Nobody's been willing to call in yet. So I'm looking for that first caller that wants to be on the air with us so that we can take a break and not do all the talking. But you know what? We are sponsored by Victory Sprayers today. The Academy of Cleaning Excellence is powered by Jim Supply here in Orlando, Florida. We're going to talk about just a one last thing about chemicals and application. And then I want to get a finish with kind of something about, well, what are the steps that we should actually be doing? So let's get back to it with Dave. Yeah, so Dave, I think you, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I want to ask one question and you and I talked about this before we got on. You know, the thing about it is, is we have the pre-clean, we have the application of disinfectants and we went through that. We know what we should do now. I have what I believe is the last step. Do we want to talk about that? Or are we ready to? Yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, I think we're, we're at the part in the podcast right now where I think we've done a good job of unpacking what the problem is, you know, why this is important, what the problem is. And, and really, we, we want to talk solutions, which I think I hope that everybody that's on this live and ultimately will listen to the recording. We want to get to the solutions, right? So they want to, they want to be able to know what to do to prevent, and listen, I used to say, and I don't know if you know this, Dave, from, from a while ago, I used to say infection control, and you corrected me months and months and months ago of saying, hey, listen, move to a more proactive mindset, right? If you prevent it before it even happens, that's better than controlling it after it happens. And and I think that's really the, the, the crux of what we're talking about here. And so I think we should continue to unpack different solutions, which would be the value to everybody that's on this call. Well, I know one of the things that we teach here at the Academy as part of your protocol is just like with every other chemical that we use 
is to rinse. And I, was at, I had a restroom class here and we were talking this and we were showing you know, the pre-cleaning and then we were showing the application of the disinfectant. And I said, okay, so here's some better practices, not changing anything that you have, but changing a process. And then I showed her the victory and how to apply the disinfectant. I said, so now that it's all been done correctly, I said, you know, let me ask you a question. If you went in and had your bacon and eggs and you ran it through the dish sink by hand, would you just take it out of the sink, make sure that everything was off of it and put it back in the shelf and then have your next bacon and eggs on it? She looked at me with horror in her face and said, no, I've got to rinse it. <laughs> and a light bulb went off in her head and she goes, I'm not rinsing my disinfectant. I said, so you know what was interesting is the baby changing laws came into effect here a couple of years ago. And some of the processes that people were talking about was putting the disinfectant on and letting it air dry. And I said, would you want your three-year-old baby to lay, be laid down on a bed of disinfectant? Yeah, and I think on that, you know, one of the things, and we've said it often, we're the applicator, right? We don't have that dog and that chemical fight. I think it goes back to, you know, we've unpacked a little bit already is always make sure you understand the chemical that you're using, the proper way to apply it, you know, what what potential hazards could be for not only the, 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 the individual that's applying the, the chemical solution, but also the effects of the folks in the room. I mean, it's important to unpack that. And, and listen, listen, this is, this is uh, and I can forward you the articles, the news articles that are out there, the amount of schools that would say we're doing a deep clean with bleach and water, bleach and water. And it was mm -hmm. like, oh, my Lanta, right? Like, like just know the impact that that has, not only the people that are, that are wiping, but afterwards, so I think what you're saying is spot on, like really make sure you know what you're putting down and then follow the pr protocols or the procedures to leave everybody in the, in the healthiest and safest place. So if it's rinsing, then rinse afterwards after you do everything with the protocol right, like do it right. It's worth it because again, going back to we've had 18 million Americans affected. Yeah. So let's do it right. Yeah, this is what we're talking about, folks, in this, and this is a very, very important subject. This is not just general cleaning. This is not just mopping the floor. This isn't cleaning the window. All those are very important. We're talking about, we're talking about deaths. We're talking about saving people's lives. I, I contend here at the Academy that, it, that we're in the risk management business. We're here to prevent as much as we can the risk to these infections. So what would be some of the guidelines for a school as we get to this day? Yeah, you know, and listen, we, we love our partners that we have out there. And I'll, I'll talk to you, you know, OSHA keeps it real simple, right? OSHA would tell you that, you know, for, for schools, I'll go with that. But listen, OSHA, their encouragement is that you've got to get all the students involved, the parents involved. Like a lot of people put all this responsibility onto the custodial staff. But the reality of it is, is it's in order to fight the good fight, you need everybody doing their part, Right. And so they got to make sure that they're taking preventative actions, hand washing and hand sanitizing and getting vaccinated. And for the love of goodness, if you do get sick, stay home. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's not worth it. And then and then just establish relationships with with really your state and your public health officials. I mean, they're there to partner with you. There's resources, posters and resources out there. Utilize them. Um but the other thing that the CDC, when it talks about specific to stopping the spread, 
they, as I said this earlier in the podcast, know the difference between cleaning, sanitizing, and disinfecting, right? Make sure that you're really, I, I say focus on all areas. They say put extra attention to the high touch areas. Um, make sure you're doing it correctly. Use the product safely. Handle any waste properly. And then continue to educate yourself on on better practices out there. And the Healthy Schools campaign, the Green the green Clean Schools, they're big on that too as well. Like again, prep the school, get everybody involved. There's so many green cleaning options that are out there. Again, we don't have a dog in the fight, but we do know that there are options out there that you can use to clean, sanitize, and disinfect that are green. Um, and then just make sure you have everybody trained on their, on their part because everybody should share in that responsibility. We had a caller that wanted to call in, and I couldn't get to the button fast enough. So if you want to try back again, we'll try to get back on the air. You know, one of the interesting things here that I look at all the time is that, sorry, um, I know you're trying to call in, but if something isn't going right, I can't uh, let you connect. So I apologize for that. I'm looking at a number of the different protocols or, or guidelines, if you will, uh, tips you know what really bothers me with all of these, Dave? What's that? Education is the last thing that they have on the list. Right. <laughs> and I'm sorry. I'm, I know I'm the director of the Academy of Cleaning Excellence. But you know the thing about it is, is what I've found out is that if we don't educate people why first, all of the rest of it doesn't happen right. So I completely, I know, I'm live on the air, I'm going to say this. I disagree. Education should be first and then start all of the rest of it. Well, that's a great point. And listen, you know, and, and I, I do a lot of webinars and this is my first podcast, which is exciting. But listen, we do a lot of education. And it's funny because I get I get some um, some real positive feedback. But a lot of people, what they're surprised about is like, hey, you don't talk about electrostatic. You don't talk about your sprayer until like the last five, ten minutes of the call. And it's like. Because we need to educate on so many other stuff before we even get to that solution to bring awareness. So, hey, I would agree, right? Everybody should make that their top, their top notch. Educate yourself, and I think some of the the issues we talked about mindset, but I think some of the issues are people like, oh, I know this stuff already. Like, we, you know, I I can go pick my stuff up from Target or Walmart, and I'm fine. But there's so much more, and that's, that's why there's professionals out there. Custodians are professionals, right? And, and the Jansan, uh, you know, companies that are out there, they have professionals. Be, and listen, if everything was fine and everybody was doing it fine, there wouldn't be 18 million people sick and, and mm -hmm. over, you know, 17,000 people dying because of it. It's not fine. And, and, I, and I hope that some of the stuff that we put here were seeds planted that were really bloom into some really good protocols and helping keep kids healthy throughout the U.S., Okay, our caller uh, couldn't get online with us. I apologize about that, um, but they did text in something here. It says, tried to call how to get uh, county schools to budget for this practice. So let's take that one first. Dave, <laughs> you I'll and I both deal with this. I talked with two schools this morning about budget and how to understand this. I think the thing is they don't know what they don't know. They just think that getting Clorox wipes or Clorox bleach and wiping it down, it takes care of it. And as you already said, it doesn't. Well, man, listen, we work with a uh, large school district in Texas that last year lost a million dollars in federal funding because of absenteeism. So you want to talk about budgeting? They had no problem 
buying 80 sprayers this year. And, and listen, they're, they're probably buying more, but 80 sprayers in order to be proactive. The reactive costs, I guarantee you, are much higher. The school that we're working with now in Northern California that just spent $23,000 for two days of cleaning, they're very interested in talking about you know, how to be more proactive. And, and it's crazy because we get busy this time of year. This podcast is relevant this time of year. We would love to really, really engage in these conversations back in August and September before the breakouts happen. But unfortunately, we just live in this culture and this society that something needs to happen bad in order for solutions to be put in place. So, you know, part of the thing I would recommend for any county schools is try to find a an area around you that maybe has had problems and, and had the solution, you know, better protocols, and then ultimately share that with everybody, right? There's enough successes that have been out there to, to share, um, but the money's real. Listen, that's why ISSA came out with that study of 60 million school days. It's billions of dollars. And in the healthcare with that one in 20 hospital associated infections, billions of dollars are being lost because of improper cleaning, sanitizing, disinfecting. So you really have to go to the, the end result cost in order to convince them that there's benefit in the proactive investment up front. Well, I'm going to continue on your proactive thing, but I'm going to say this also for getting a school to budget, what you have to do is you have to go back into your history, get with your school nurse, Find out how many sick days with the, the superintendent or the principal of your school. Find out how many sick days and then just find out what percentage of, the, of, of that could be with your, your local Jansen, as David's saying. You know, the thing about it is, is you've got to go back in your history to find out what has happened in order to change something proactively in the future because that's how budgets are built. The other question was, what's your, what's your thought on this whole Chinese situation? Hey. You brought it up. Well, yeah, let me tell you this. You know, first of all, it's a real concern, right? And while we've only had two confirmed cases and one death that happened in Seattle, it's a real issue. But let's go to the, the, bigger, the bigger problem and talk about airlines and trains. And, and listen, I, I don't like to share these stories because it goes back to the mindset. But we met with the largest train transporter in the United States and we were working with the company that they had hired to take care of all the off-track facilities 2,500 facilities off track so nothing on the track just off the track and again we engaged in the conversation of a protocol and they said you know what it's not in our contract our job is to keep the toilet paper on the toilet paper rolls right. garbage off the floors and trash bags in the trash bins that's what we get paid for we're not concerned about sanitizing and disinfecting right so it's a mindset issue that happens in airlines we've met with airlines too and their response is we've got to turn this as quick as we possibly can right we can't have any time on the ground we got to turn this flight and make that money and what they really need to realize is there is what i would call a social obligation to to help keep to help keep the the really people the u.s as safe as it possibly can be so listen there we know the outbreak is here we should be very concerned and be more diligent with our protocols in order to minimize the impact that it's going to have. But to do nothing or to do the same thing that you've been doing is just not enough in, in this flu season, which again, according to the CDC, is the worst in 10 years. You know, the thing about it is, is that we've been talking for right at an hour, Dave. Uh, we've had an absolutely great conversation here on Podbean Live today on this uh, streaming podcast. 
We could talk for hours literally on this, folks, because it is such a wide topic. There is so much importance in this. I think the thing is, is we, we are definitely going to be doing this again. Right, Dave? Absolutely. It's, it's important enough to continue the conversation. Okay. So if you were on with us today live, please come back again. Give us some thoughts. We're going to give you some emails and some information here in just a moment about how you can contact us. But you know what? I want to go to the budget thing because everybody is saying, how do? And I said that education was the first and, first and foremost thing in my mind. And I think that's where we need to start. So to that point, you're going to hear live right here. I'm going to put out something for the next 10 people that are listening live this afternoon that send me an email and ask for it. I have a 100% free coupon so you can get into our infection prevention course for frontline workers for any school or any location. It's online. It's sitting there. It's waiting for you. So for the next 10 people that will send me an email and simply ask, I need the coupon code for the free infection prevention class. How do you like that for starting for your budget? <laughs> that's, a, that's a great. How, what, what does that class normally cost, Dave? $79. Wow, that's a, that's a, a good opportunity. It'd be crazy not to take advantage of it. Well, okay, so I started there, so let's start talking about taking care of budgets, folks. You know, there's a lot of things that we can talk about. Um, do you have some closing statements here before we, before we finish up? Yeah, I'd say this. I mean, I just appreciate everybody for being proactive and being on this call. If you're taking time to listen to this or engage in it, whether it be live or recorded, you're, I promise you you're a step ahead of probably 90% of the industry, um, and I commend you for, for that. Listen, if you go to our, our website, victorycomplete.com, you know, we have a find a distributor section on there. We highly recommend that you look up a close distributor to you. These folks really are professionals. Let them help you. They're not just order takers. They're, they're really good business partners. They want to work with you on selling the total solution. Listen, if you decide to get a victory spray or not, is irrelevant if you get yourself better educated. Step one, right? We need new step one. Better educate yourself. Get the protocols in place. And I think that's... Uh, that would be a win for the, for this value of this podcast right here. If we can just get that those steps going, and our and our distributor partners, they're ready to help you. They're wanting to help you, and I just highly encourage you to uh, to go go visit them on victorycomplete.com. You'll find a whole list of them. I'm going to tell you, folks. We already have had four people send me an email wanting that coupon code, and we didn't even. It, it hasn't even been two minutes. <laughs> There's another one wants it. See, this is the thing. This is why we're doing podcast live on Podbean Live this afternoon. Folks, we're here to help, and all we need you to do is engage with us. Um, I'm going to ask you a question, but I want to do a couple different things here. As I said before, our podcast is powered by Jim Supply here in Orlando, Florida, where they have been improving lives with cleaning supplies since 1930. Yes, folks, that's 90 years this year. Victory Sprayer has been our sponsor today. They are in the application programs. This is what their device does. Don't get it confused with a disinfectant. It's simply an application to uh, apply biocides and disinfectants, to apply the right uh, chemicals to neutralize cleaning agents and biocidal agents. Uh, they use it to apply insecticides such as in warehouses and kennels and stables. 
and also odor control products that you might need to use for, like, say, a, a dumpster or a locker room. Now, you and I, Dave, because I want to plug this just a little bit, we're going to be at the Clean Buildings Expo in March. Is that not correct? Yeah, I mean, a great place, again, you talk about continued education, right? Great place to go and just, just learn what the latest and greatest is out there in the industry and connect with very like-minded individuals uh, that, that you can bounce ideas off of, get mentor mentors and, and really you know other, other people that are, are willing to help fight the good fight. Dave, I've got a question for you. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. You're still there. What is on your personal bucket list for this year? <laughs> personal bucket list. Listen, I go back to, I got to go outside of work here, Dave. I have twin daughters that are 18 and they're graduating high school. Bucket list is to, they're going to graduate. They're, they're very, very smart uh, young ladies. But uh, to, to have them go off to college and, and listen, make sure that they know the right protocols to take when they go off to college to stay safe, uh, both from disinfectants and boys. Um, that would be my that would be my bucket list. And then ultimately, and, and I'll go back to work. If I can help, if we can help a victory, just to even keep one person healthy this flu season, that would be a real big bucket list as well as to just continue this platform that we're talking about here. So you got to work one, you got a personal one. Both would be great to have happen. Well, I, I was trying to go for something for you yourself, but I guess getting your uh, daughters uh, graduated but would be one of those things for you personally, right? Absolutely, right? That's a major accomplishment. Okay, so folks, please love and share our, uh, our show that we've had today. Dave, would you give them some uh, information about how they can contact you and at Victory? Yeah, I mean, if anybody wants to uh, email me, you're more than welcome to. So it's just david.ryman at victorycomplete.com. So D-A-V-I-D dot R-E-I-M-A-N-N at victorycomplete.com. I'd welcome any emails and comments. Obviously, you can go to our website, you know, victorycomplete.com. has so much information on there, great videos on there, news stories, just really to build the case on, on how this really is the best way to apply so now you can also, folks, if you've been on the, on the uh, stream with us this afternoon, I, I told you you could email me. Please send me an email at dthompson at academyofcleaning.com. Now, we always do record these. We'll be putting it out on our uh, channel, uh, Beyond Clean with Ace. You'll see that probably sometime here in the next uh, week or so. <laughs> I like that. Great job today. The Dave and Dave show. Thank you very much. <laughs> we do appreciate it. Uh, we look forward to you uh, being on our next uh, podcast. We're going to probably have a podcast at least once a week. We've done uh, three this week. I think I've got two scheduled for next week. I just booked one for in February with a gentleman that didn't know anything about the cleaning industry seven years ago. And now his cleaning business is worth $7 million. Going to have him on the show in February. You know what? There's a lot of interesting people out there. We're kind of taking a new approach to our, our podcasting this year and reaching outside of, of just people in the cleaning business. So please come to us. If you have a suggestion or if you have something you'd like for us to talk about, please send it to me. That Again, that is dthompson at academyofcleaning.com. Dave, I appreciate you being on the show today. 
Uh, I think this is probably the longest podcast we had, but I knew it would be because it's a huge subject. Uh, my pleasure. I appreciate the opportunity and look forward to continuing to partner with you, Dave, and the Academy of Clinics. And you're doing great stuff. Keep keep it up. Folks, as I said at every show that we have had now into season four, whatever you're going to do, keep it healthy, positive, and proactive. And we'll see you next time. We're out of here. <laughs>